You're listening to episode number 314 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360Vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Barraja. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a camel. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Oh, Tony. <laughs> so I got to tell you about this. Um, when <laughs> I took, like, this actually kind of touched me because it made me real, I, I, I don't know, maybe maybe I over-exaggerated it, but. Likely. Can't, <laughs> I'm telling the story anyway. <laughs> when I told her that um, we weren't going to have a show last week, and, and she was like, oh, why? Well, what's the reason this time? And I'm like, well, I didn't get, you know, I just edited the show. I didn't get to write one. I've been working my ass off. Oh. All right, like, she, like, all right well, it's a fair reason. Like, like she was just ready to, to come up with I'm like, oh, she loves doing the show. I do love doing the show. <laughs> I believe you thought I didn't. That's why I, I, I don't know. That's why I get mad every time is, you try to kick the, me off of it. it <laughs> <laughs> I don't okay. know if love is the word I would have used if I were to describe your affection for the show. Well, you know, I can't let you know that I love doing it because then, you know, you, you'll take it away. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Yes, I'm not would. that fucking sadistic. Yeah, you are. Are you crazy? I am so reversed. I'm, I'm like, I, I, like. We're fucking going to Gordon Ramsay and shit. It was a joke, honey. It was a joke. I know, but still, I, like I, I, I want to. I, I walk into him every time. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm just gonna be honest. I walk, and this is another thing that weed has helped me with. Like there were things like, I don't know why, but I get rutted, and I'm like, no, uh-uh, you know, or I'll be like, whatever, who fucking cares, you know, something like that. And now I'll be like, yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I did that one. Yeah, you're not nearly as, as angry and stubborn as you used to be. No. I can allow myself to go. It's still yeah, weird, Tony. Yeah, I started fighting back. I'm still and, not used to it. I realized I shouldn't. I'm still not used to it. I, well, I mean, we'll, we'll get you there. We'll okay. get you there. We'll just. Well, you can time. say that. You're dealing with it in little bitty bits. I'm dealing with it all the time. In the party bits, yeah, yeah. In the party yeah. bits. <laughs> that party sounds bits. like. Does <laughs> 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 sound like. <laughs> Show <here>. title. <laughs> Check out my party bits. <laughs> We haven't even started. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> so great. All right. Well, let's start the show. He's Karen. <laughs> Wait, no, hang on. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> Tony, what are I you know. sponsored by tonight? <laughs> I, I am sponsored by the good folks of the Vegas vaca- uh, 360 Vegas Vacation Whiskey Lounge number nine, 
where we did a whistle pig uh, rye horizontal tasting. We had a bunch of whistle pigs that were different iterations. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was uh, the most popular one was called the farm stock rye. Uh, that one was the one that most everyone took their doggy bag in. And I'll tell you, the coolest part is, and I hope I'm not embarrassing Joel with what I'm about to read, but he sent me a direct message because, I, you know, I, I know I've mentioned it on the show and I also mentioned it in person that I really do want the, the folks that come to these whiskey events. If you haven't been to one before, in addition to getting to taste very expensive bottles of, of whiskey, you also get a little pouch that's a flask and we call it a doggy bag and it, and it fits about eight ounces of of beverage and so you get to pick whichever one you want and we fill it up to the to the top with your favorite whiskey from the tasting and then i said please do let me know how you wind up uh enjoying it so one of our folks and i'm not going to say his name because i want to i want to keep his anonymity but he said he sent me a a, a, a private message over twitter he goes hey brother I, I, like, you know. just, just to start off, I want to say, he sent me a private message. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Maybe he meant it to be private. <laughs> exactly. Which is, but I'm still going to read or it. Or, or a direct message. That's what they're normally for. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, okay. I, I didn't want to ruin. You ruined the joke. He goes, hey, brother, just wanted to let you know that me and my date to Joel Rubichon enjoyed our hair o the dog bag as a <laughs> nightcap for our amazing dinner. You know, before moving on to the whole night long love making stuff. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I love it. I love it. This is awesome. So here's hoping. Here's hoping that uh, uh, his 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 friend isn't also listening to the podcast. But this is a good <laughs> friend of the show that sent this in, and I'm so elated that he had a great time. And it's always fun to hear about how people enjoy their their doggy bag after they leave the tasting so <laughs> anyway that's what that's what i'll be drinking tonight and okay. i even tweeted it out uh because i finished that one off and now i'm moving on to the next bottle so <laughs> oh, um, good lord <laughs> i mean to be clear there was there was barely there was barely sure. an ounce and a half uh -huh. left the bottle sure. <laughs> exactly yeah. right he so, yeah. think you protest this too much tony <laughs> <laughs> so he's mark she's karen i'm tony and as always we start with random vegas in 2004 a man sold all his possessions and put his entire net worth of $135,300 on red at the plaza. The ball landed on red seven, and he walked out with $270,600. We heard that from at weird fact, or at, I, I do it every time. I know. I, I just reverse it. It's at facts weird. I got a CC in Vital Vegas because he's the one that retweeted it. I was like, oh, that was cool. <laughs> all right, so because... Karen taught me about the inflation calculator website. <laughs> I could tell you that in 2004, uh, well, let me rephrase, in 2019, $135,000 would be the equivalent of $183,000 in today's money, which means then that his win, again, in today's money. 360 uh, some odd? 370. Uh, yeah, yeah it's not as fun like 15 years difference. <laughs> yeah. No, it's more more impressive when it's 40 or so, but yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, you're, you're essentially right. Yeah, like 372 and change or something like that. But um, 360. Hey, listen, I would still be more than happy to win $366,000 in 2019 money. Absolutely. But you'd have to have the balls to put 180-some thousand down. And I, listen, I don't. Here's the deal. You only live once. Uh -huh. And I'll tell you something. The problem is, is you do live after making a real fucked up mistake like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny part is I was just going to roll into it. And if I'm diagnosed with cancer <laughs> and I'm told I got six months to live, that's exactly what I do. And then when I lost, I'd wind up living another 16 years. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We've never seen it last this long. <laughs> it's a scientific miracle. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh my God. God All right, talk to me. This is a great, great, well-deserved winner. Tell me about the twit pick of the week. The question, what does it look like when a Vegas lover comes, has been long speculated about and difficult to articulate. As only at Summa Corp can do, a visual representation now exists. While the casino closed in 1995, the Pioneer Club retained its name as well as the Vegas icon Vegas Vic, when he reopened as a gift shop. Circus Circus is the only sign here still in use as you see it. Flamingo scaled back their sign, the sign that you see here, which used to go all the way out to their corner marquee, and now it's, you know, it does the little curly thing we know today. And then the, uh, the horseshoe is now Binion's, the mint is now part of Binion's, and Lady Luck is Downtown Grand. Fremont, Caesars, and Golden Nugget all have new versions of their signage, while everything else featured here is no longer in existence, except in the Neon Boneyard, but not in all cases. R.I.P. Dunes, Mint, and Silverbird. Now, when you say R.I.P. Dunes, Mint, and Silverbird, is that, when you say signage, is that because they don't even have that signage at the yeah, Neon that, Boneyard? I, yeah, I mean, that was destroyed. Yeah, well, for good reason. Yeah, to the, I mean, to, it's to the world. Actually, the Mint and the Dunes. I don't know. The Silverbird would be pretty fucking cool, too. Oh, the Mint and the Dunes. Those are my two favorite signs. Oh, no, I agree. I, I totally agree. I, I just didn't want Silverbird to think that it, I wasn't giving it some love. But did this is the Silverbird like a cheap derivative of the Thunderbird? It's what the Thunderbird became. Yeah. Became. For okay. a couple years. Gotcha. I think it was like yeah. seven years tops. Oof. Yeah. All right. I think it was in the 80s. Well, it's it's a gorgeous picture. I get why you picked it. It was it was a lot of fun to actually look at the signs and to see. Oh yeah, these you know this either this one's gone or boy they really changed this since. Right. Yeah. It's heyday, I eat flamingo. Oh. As always, we will link to the photo on our blog, feature it on all of our social media outlets such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, as well as the enhanced version of the show, which Patreon subscribers should be seeing right now. Let's move into the news. All right, first up, although not surprising, still a big announcement, the Rio has finally been sold. It's been on the selling block for decades and frequently the subject of sale rumors. This week, it actually happened. Caesars Entertainment sold Rio to Imperial Companies for $516 million. According to the deal, Caesars will continue to operate the property for at least the next two years with an option for a third, as well as the flexibility to extend beyond or provide transition services when Imperial is ready to take over. 
The deal includes a leaseback agreement, which has Caesars paying new owners Imperial rent of $45 million a year during that time. Caesars World Series of Poker, traditionally held at Rio, will remain at the property for the 2020 games. <laughs> That's how you say that. But is expected to relocate after that into the Caesars Forum Conference Center. Yes, folks, the, the brand they bought Binions for that that has been such a cash cow for them. What are we going to do with them? We're going to build a building behind Lincoln every day. Yeah. And yeah. we'll just put them in there. We'll just put them in there. We'll call it Caesars. All right. We'll call it. Ce They've been at Rio. All right. <laughs> Clearly, they're, they're not worried about the accommodations. Okay. That, that there aren't any. Right. Well, yeah. You know, this, I feel like, is the first of several dominoes of sales and changes to the market, and so I'm not really sure how I feel yeah, about it. The script, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's there's been a lot that's happened in a very short amount of time, yeah. but I, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I, f I feel sad for Rio just in general because Caesars really just let that property well, go to shit. They, yes, but one would – so here's the thing that's exciting about this company buying it is this whole leaseback thing, this is how people break into the market. This is how they do it. Like, there's right. there's tons of stories, as I've done research. I didn't know it was a thing. But there's tons of stories that I've read about where casinos, like, uh, like uh, hell, that's how the mob started to get disconnected from it. Yeah. Because they couldn't be in the operation, so they had to step a little bit further back and then a little bit further back. And it was the same thing. But once I, I, I learned about the um, the whole leaseback program thing, and you see all the successful people, like, it, all these people just do these transitions for a while, and then they, they successfully run their company. I haven't seen one dive since somebody going. It's almost like a mentorship. Uh, yeah, I guess in the casino industry would be. I so, mean, But I, this way, they would be able to do, like, they could start to clean the place up. You'd think they care about it if they want to learn how to run a place well. Or they're, they own the asset now, but now they're trying to figure right. out what they're going to do with you it. You could be like, you know what? We were always huge fans of Circus Circus, so go fuck yourselves. Right. <laughs> We're going to take on the rough and business model. That's right. <laughs> it's about you know, the same distance. Sorry. If you think about, though, where it's located, it's across the street from Palms. It's next door to Gold Coast. I mean, it. there's certainly, I think, a a market that it could serve to. Maybe it's not quite the high end that Palms is trying to cater to, but it's not necessarily the locals that I think Gold Coast is, is catering to. There's a possibility. I mean... My wife and I just stopped going because we came to the realization that we were way too old for the demographic that we think Rio really wanted. Yeah. 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 So, but we're, thank goodness, even today in 2019, still way too young to be the demographic. The Gold Coast is you know, targeting. <laughs> getting closer, though, Tony. Getting closer. Oh, hey, now, come on. <laughs> so, so I think that there's an option or an opportunity for it to do something there. And I will be... I am always excited when there is a new player in town just because I think that competition is a good thing. So mm -hmm. I, I look forward to seeing kind of how this plays itself out. I, I'm, I'm sincerely hoping there's going to be some love there. And that's like, we know how to do a little bit of this, but you do this thing and then we'll learn from you and then we'll know how to do the whole thing. You know, look at our great plays. <laughs> but it could it could also be that, wait you a could, minute, we already did that. Hold on. Just realized you, that. Could, you could also make the argument that Caesars isn't the best company to learn from considering what just happened to them. Well, that doesn't <laughs> say they don't know how to run casinos. They don't know how to manage money. <laughs> well, yeah. They are pretty magical. How the fuck did they get all that money lent to them? 
it's unclear exactly what new owners plan to do to the property, considering Caesars has let it fall into the disrepair. However, a teardown is highly unlikely. This is Imperial's first foray into casino hotel ownership, making their name in the New York real estate market. Fun fact, one of the founding partners of Imperial Companies is Michael Facitelli, the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks NBA franchise. I know, that story kind of fizzled out. It got real good, and then we had a great conversation. I'm like, hey, there's other stuff. And you got down, and you're like, the other stuff wasn't as good. Sorry, <laughs> I jumped the gun on that one. Should have been paying closer it's attention. It's all right, you were excited. That's fair. <laughs> Next up, Circus Circus is sold. This one was wild. So the writing has been on the wall for this since MGM Mirage bought Mandalay Resorts and elected to not include Circus Circus as a property under its M-Life umbrella. It isn't? This, no. I didn't know that. They have their own players club, yeah. Oh good lord. Yeah, that was kinda obvious. And it's but it's but it's weird since they own them, like when you do that that uh, my Vegas game, the, um, yeah. they can still give out fucking comps to it. Wow. <laughs> it's our shit. Use this M Life. But you can't thing. earn tier credits there. But you can earn rewards from other oh wow. Alright. Anyway, sorry. Continue. This week. Phil Ruffin, possibly the perfect person to take over the property, has purchased Circus Circus for $1 billion, as well as the Las Vegas Festival Grounds. That's the land on the corner of Sahara and Las Vegas Boulevard, home of the original hotel, mm -hmm. the El Rancho. Yeah. Despite being a cash cow for MGM, the sort of cash it generated is a grind joint money something MGM has no interest in, and Phil Ruffin has made clear is his market. This is the second time Ruffin has bought a property from MGM, the first being Treasure Island in 2008 for $775 million. Details still need to be worked out. No word if Ruffin will do a reverse Ruffin and clean up the place, or <laughs> just keep it, keep it right. He just throws it, he's like, they're never gonna see this one coming. <laughs> So I can sell this for scrap metal. <laughs> yeah, just wait till the coaster throws a few more people off, and then we'll dismantle. Oh That'd be fine. So interesting about this. I do agree that Circus Circus fits perfectly right in with Ruffin and his mo and, and how he runs his casinos. Mm -hmm. It will be very interesting to see if he does absolutely nothing to it. I would think I. He's gonna he's gonna ti it in some way. So the way you put all that shit what? on the front of ti. <laughs> no 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 no. You can't you can't ti it. <laughs> I mean that's or that's you you can't make circus circus worse than circus circus is. It's not possible. No, but he could throw a bunch of shit on the front of it like he did with ti. I, or it, it, it weird places make it worse, around it. I think it is the no, point. No, I, I don't think I wasn't saying there's gonna make it worse. I'm just saying he's gonna ti it, which is just throw whatever whatever he thinks is gonna generate money. He's gonna throw on there. But what I'm what I'm concerned about is not concerned. What I wonder is, will he do anything to upgrade like the rooms, which again, for the record, I have never stepped foot in one, but I've heard enough horror stories yeah, and pretty bad. the the one that made sure I would never set foot in a room yeah. was our friend, Justin, who checked in and found a used condom in the dresser. <laughs> and I'm just Oopsie. like, yep. whoops, sorry, missed that one. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'll be interested to see what and if he does anything with the rest of the property to kind of spruce it up. The second thing, and I think 
I don't want to say who brought this up, but somebody um, on Twitter brought this up. And because if I say who it is and it's going to be wrong, the person that I think said it will, like, all right, all right, criticize all right, me. Forget. Anyway, but there's an interesting point that brought up that, that MGM was anxious to do this deal with Ruffin first so that Ruffin didn't buy anything from Caesars. Because, <laughs> well, no, so think about it. So now he's all likely right, going right. to, he's probably cash heavy enough that he could just buy it with cash. He's got enough. Oh, yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> So the question is now he probably can't buy another Caesars property with cash, and he's not a big fan of going into debt. So does that take him out of the running for any of the Caesars properties? Which I thought was a really interesting point. I, I mean, they're, they're saying that he's still looking at other at Caesars properties. Well, and maybe he rumors, is. But. I mean, maybe he is. But it, this, would I think, would make it tougher for him. It might make it tougher for Caesars to get the amount of money out of him they'd want. But it seems like it might make it tougher for him. Not He could do the deal, but would he do it in a way that he wants to? Because he kind of have to stretch himself um, more than what he has in the past. Yeah, I think he's got a couple billion. I think it'll be okay. I, <laughs> I'm just saying. I thought it was a very interesting point. Yeah. Tony? I don't really have anything other than to assume that he's probably listening to the podcast right now going, oh, I can't make Caesar's uh, Circus Circus any worse. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Right. <laughs> I absolutely love this. To be honest with you, it made me dislike Phil Ruffin a whole lot. Because now it's like, okay, all right, now I get it. He was at the New Frontier. That's his people. You mean that's made how- you dislike him a whole lot less? Yes, that is what I meant. Okay. Because then you started going in another direction. I was like, no, I think you missed a word there. All right, okay. okay. I'm glad we clarified that right off the bat. So um, he's got the New Frontier. This is his people. That's what he's doing. And, and we're not really paying attention because it's a new frontier. No one, like, it's a shithole. You can't make a shithole shittier. You can add <laughs> other things to it, but you're not going to make it shittier. So I think um, he ends up making that crazy cash, and then he buys TI. I'm like, all right, let's see what you can do. I'm like, all right, here I go. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, this is what I do. And you're like, oh, dude, you're going to fucking ruin it. And then he goes to, like, like there's something about him just, going to Circus Circus and grabbing that one, just going, yeah, oh my God, this is like fucking right up my alley. Like, okay, I get you. Now I get you. Right. It's not your fault what you did to GI. You did, you did what you could. Well, you, and you, that could you, be you it. Like we all, your coverage. We you all kicked your coverage is what you did. We all had fond memories of TI and Circus Circus are just like, well, it can't get any worse. Right, right. So, <laughs> so I, I love that there, especially the properties that have been that feel like they've been abru- uh, abused, Rio, Circus Circus. Like, can somebody that actually cares get them, please? And I see hope what they happens? do care. Yeah. Well, I agree. Ruffin, I think, is the one that might be the least likely, uh, or not. That, wait, that sounds really shitty, especially because he listens all the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> two of us said it now. Now it's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> Two out of three people agree. <laughs> he listens. <laughs> what the fuck was I saying? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. You're on your own on that one, honey. I'm pro this. <laughs> there you go. Good wrap up. Battleborn pins are Disney quality enamel pins of vintage Vegas icons. The ever-expanding collection includes this week's featured pin. The Dunes Turret. During its first six years of existence, a Sultan, hands on hips, standing proudly astride, 
was the signage everyone associated with the miracle in the desert. 1961 would see the dunes undergo a drastic transformation from a motel into a hotel with the opening of the 24-story Diamond of the Dunes. That expansion also included a new marquee sign, the Dunes Turret, or more crudely referred to as the Onion Sign. Unfortunately, in 1993, the Neon Museum was still three years away from becoming a thing, and as a result, this icon was destroyed in a promotional event celebrating the opening of Treasure Island and the implosion of the dunes to make room for Bellagio. This mini enamel version of the monument cost $10 or $26 as part of the Vintage Vegas Combo Pack, which includes the Stardust Shower of Stars sign and the Mint Marquee. 360 Vegas listeners can drop that price another 20% when they use the promo code 360. Just go to bbpins.bigcartel.com or go to our blog, 360vegaspodcast.com, and click on the banner ad for Battleborn Pins. Tell me about Hooters being the new Oyo. Ah, it's more change. I don't know if this will be a change at all. <laughs> like They might throw some paint or something on it, but... Before the announcement could even happen, the wheels started to come off on the metaphorical vehicle that is the Hooters Hotel Casino. On August 21st, Hooters restaurant inside Hooters Hotel Casino was closed for health violations after finding, quote, multi-generational roaches. How did they know? I thought the same thing. Here's the only thing I can think, right? Like, right off the bat. Ancestry DNA. Right? I, I I can't believe they're doing that, but I'm like, if you see... Like, clearly, like, a roach that had babies or something. Then it's like, okay. How do you know if a roach had babies? I have no idea. I'm just saying that's the only way I could figure out how you could say multi-generational. Stretch marks, Karen. (laughs) I mean, because otherwise, to your point, like, how do you know how old they are by looking at them? I can't believe they did some crazy... Well, they never die, so it's like... Maybe there's just a certain number, like, these have to be multi-generational because they must have procreated, and that's the only reason there's this many... Yeah, I guess. Okay. Sure. The acquisition by Oyo was confirmed on August 23rd in partnership with Highgate, who will take over the who will take over management of the property while continuing to have Paragon Gaming manage the casino. In that announcement, it was said that the plans were to keep the Hooters restaurant after the rebranding. The location has said to be attractive because of its proximity to Allegiant Stadium and the potential it will have to draw people for football games. While rebranding is already underway, it isn't expected to be complete until the end of the year. Oyo is an India-based hotel company that was founded in 2013 by a 17-year-old, is said to be the fastest-growing hotel chain in the world and the sixth-largest chain of hospitality options. However, independent research is unable to confirm either of those stats. <laughs> I was going to say, what the fuck, a 17-year-old? They bought a, they bought a casino, and, and they, got some, they got a lot of hotels around the world so we, we know this much we know these are facts I, I don't really care about this one way or the other because I've never honestly stepped foot in Hooters so I couldn't really tell you anything about it and I don't foresee me stepping foot in Oyo unless you drag me there to look at it so <laughs> sounds so appealing right now it does isn't know, it? Right? and why would you so the fact that the Hooters get shut down two days before this gets announced wouldn't somebody at Oyo go, oh, wait, that might be a problem. I thought that. That's what made me think, one, they were rookies, and two, which they are rookies, and two, they might be in trouble. <laughs> they might be a little bit in over their like, heads. That seems like something somebody somewhere would be like, 
Holy fucking shit, they're just about to say, or it could be, you know what it could be. It could just be some random thing that some reporter asked, like, what are you doing? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're planning on doing it. Not having any idea what had just happened. Well, and quite honestly, the other thing is, is like, okay, so you think you have roaches in the restaurant, you just, you know, bug bomb the restaurant and get rid of them or whatever. <laughs> but the problem is they're roaches. If they're in the restaurant, they're in the rest of the fucking casino. They're in the hotel. They're in the property. They don't stay confined to one place. <laughs> okay. Yet another reason to not go there. <laughs> Sorry. Let's talk about resort fee legislation. A bipartisan bill was introduced in the House of Representatives this week that would crack down on hidden hotel fees, a.k.a. resort fees. The bill, the Hotel Advertising Transparency Act of 2019, would ensure that customers are shown the full pre-tax cost of the room when searching and comparing rates. It's projected that in 2019 alone, over $3 billion in resort fee revenue have been collected from customers. We still have, it still has to pass the Senate, though, so don't get super excited. Although, it kind of crushed it on, on in the House. Oh, like overwhelmingly passed? I mean, it's a bipartisan bill, so. Well, okay. yeah. I, 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 listen, I'm a big fan of at least letting me know right up front. When I... I don't fly Spirit a lot, but when I do, they always put right up front, they, and I love it, they even say the government's cut, and then they put in whatever the taxes that I'm going to pay. Mm -hmm. So just l let me see it right away what I'm going to pay for a hotel room. I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. I 100% agree with you. You could even, even after all this shit, if you put it on there and you said resort fee, you'd be like, okay. As long as I know. You yeah. told me right off the bat what was going to happen. Yeah. Is that all we got? Yeah. I just so. making sure I didn't want to I thought we had some energy. In <laughs> I had nothing else to add. Are you, you had, you are had you a ton. Are you done? <laughs> That's what she I said. Wanna, I, I don't want to squash the brilliance. <laughs> nice. Move on. All right. So it's about time. The Las Vegas Taxi Cab Authority is considering not stealing from customers. I actually think I read an article today that, that it passed. But regardless, facing extinction. This week, the Taxi Cab Authority is, like I said, I'm pretty sure it just passed, but they're at least considering a flat fee for fares from the airport, which would eliminate a significant portion of long-hauling opportunities. For those of you unfamiliar, long-hauling is the practice of taking a longer route than necessary to get to a destination. And since cabs charge based on a combination of mileage and time and vehicle, the cost of the rider's fee unnecessarily increases. Unlike Uber and Lyft, who tell you as soon as you tell them where your destination will be, how much you are going to pay. In a 2017 audit show, a 2017 audit showed that cab drivers overcharged riders a total of $47 million due to long hauling. And that's just in Las Vegas. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Anybody that says these days, well, I'm going to get a cab, you just want to smack them over the head. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I, I didn't realize our friendship was going to have to end. I, I, I'm associating with an actual criminal, you know. No, you're associating with an idiot. The, the criminal is the oh. cab company. He's well, the one doing it. The one riding along is certainly just as culpable. <laughs> okay, well, there you go, Mr. Lawyer. In the idiot department. <laughs> All right. Tell me about the death of stupid. 
<laughs> the ridiculous monument to narcissism is finally gone from the recently rebranded Sahara Hotel and Casino. And it couldn't have been done in a more appropriate way. After a little light show, new Sahara owners had a front end loader use its scoop shovel to rip off the face of Pokazarian, <laughs> revealing its inside to be about as empty as the mind of the man that inspired it hollow and primarily made of styrofoam before being reduced before being relocated to a dumpster that to me seemed like the ultimate transgression it was just like this is how worthless you are to me boom you're going into the trash immediately oh not ripping the head off of it but yeah well that was that made me want to hug sahara i was like oh you guys get it they (laughs) these guys get it (laughs) there are plans to put palm trees uh in in that space for till something else I love the video because Alistair was there when they ripped it down and, and he posted a video of it on Twitter, which was just awesome to see. I mean, just, so you know, the statue that's been out front there for however many years it's been, all of a sudden just a front loader just wham right on the head. <laughs> it was just awesome. Yeah. I, I really did feel like a kid. Like, you know what? You know what we should do? We should go to the Sahara. <laughs> like, that's what it did. That's what it did for me. <laughs> like, going, I like Sahara. We should go check that place out. <laughs> And also, they could have worked that into like a hangover sequel or something. With right. Having like a front end loader and just filming it going, whoopsie, sorry. Uh, oh, was that your face? Oh, wait, sorry about that. Speaking of, tell us about the Sahara plans. The Thursday before Pokazarian was planned for demise, more news about what the Morello Group has planned for the Sahara was shared. SBE brand Umami Burger has been replaced by Beer and Bets, simply taking over the existing space, including the outdoor beer garden, and adding a William Hill sportsbook. Planned additions to the property include a new two-story nightclub sitting above the former Foxtail nightclub site. You're building a nightclub on top of a nightclub? Well, that's what you wrote, so apparently. That's what we're going with. While the lower floor will offer floor-to-ceiling windows looking down over the pool with an outdoor patio, the top floor will only be used for storage and mechanical support. So they're not building a club above a club. They're building storage above a club. I know, right? Maybe it'll help with the sound button. Party over here. We're putting, we're putting storage up top. We're going to rock that storage. <laughs> party in the bottom, business on the top. Right. <laughs> nice. Uh, construction on the 75-foot-tall structure isn't expected to begin until 2020. Cool. I'm always excited when something new comes online, and so whatever they do, I I didn't necessarily hate SLS. Mm. I wasn't a huge fan of it, but and and, and it's kind of hard. You know, I don't know. Let me ask you this, you two, but listeners in general. <laughs> Right, because they can all chime in. Glad you're you're including us in that, right. although you're talking to the listeners. So, okay, go ahead. So, my question is: Do we still consider this the Sahara? So it's got an it's got the name back, but didn't I mean, it's not they... the Sahara. I mean, it's Sahara. It's got to do some pretty impressive shit to to. Even then, we're always going to say, like, if they, like, kick ass yeah. and it becomes legendary, we're always going to be, like, Sahara 2 or something so, like that. So I would – go ahead, Tony. But I guess my my overall question is, is do, do we go into the Sahara in 2019 and 2020 and say, man, is this place historical? 
this is where the Rat Pack used to uh, enjoy their time in the heyday of the 60s. Do, do we say that about this new Sahara? I would. I would because, because it, it's, the, it's almost like the the spirit of the whole thing is, is still there. Like they didn't rip it down. You know, it's some of it's not what it used to be, but it's still like its core still there. I think the difference is so so the building itself is essentially the same, right? So yeah. you still have the same footprint. You still have all of that. I think the difference is, and I'm I'm trying to find a property to compare. I mean, think it about to, it. And we I really already can't, think but, about but, two different Saharas. You think about it when the Rat Pack were hanging out, and then you think you about do Sahara think about at it the as different, but the, the fucking roller coaster. The name Sahara needs to be there. Yeah. I think if you look at, um, and I'm just going to makes use, the road make a lot more sense. <laughs> it, it does, It really does. Um, but I'm going to use Cromwell as an example. Yeah. So they they rehabbed Cromwell and made it into an awesome place, but you couldn't have called it. Um, Bill's Gambling Hall or Barbary Coast. Like, it wouldn't have had the same feeling if you put that amount of money into it oh, and named oh, yeah. it one of those things. Seriously. You can do that with Sahara because the old Sahara was tired and run down and needed a boatload of work. Now it's like it's a refreshed version. It's still the same building and it had SLS in there as like the intermediary go between, but the name Sahara, it's, I mean, that's what it is. It's the Sahara resort and casino and it's back it's just different yeah now whether they make it worthy of the name might be another way to say it is yet to be seen but i totally yeah it's the sahara it it always should have been the sahara that's the other thing i agree Uh, yeah you almost like at some point like what i would like is for the sahara name to have such a long life after this that i've seen this happen in history a lot of history especially that i've been working on lately where there are things that happened at properties that we completely forgot about or didn't know ever happened because it just happened for a, a blink of the eye and it doesn't they're like oh yeah for one year it was this we're like what what the fuck was it for a year right so it, it's yeah yeah all right my closing thought then is for folks at home that might be screaming at the at their iPhone or however they listen to the podcast what about the flamingo that's probably the the trump card that could be played on me to be like all right you're right flamingo is not anything yep. at all right what the original flamingo was and yet i still hold it in such high regard so all right fair enough that's a better better analogy than my cromwell thank you tony uh, you know what's interesting here's the interesting pivot to that it's because the iconic signage is still there we saw this as part of it like all the shit that happened behind it that it just grew up around but it was still this property so I mean, I, so it feels like it's it's. Yeah, I mean, it's been there the whole time. It's just it's grown up. It's changing. It's doing so. Yeah, it's evolved. I don't know. Grown up is the right word. But <laughs> it, well, it did grow upwards. Remember, it was just a. It grew. It certainly got old. It grew. Definitely got old. <laughs> yes, it did. All right, tell me about how you can't stop crazy. This is awesome. On July 27th, police arrested a man who made a terrorist threat to quote. All casinos that have me banned. <laughs> oh. Like, I immediately go, like, on, on one hand, how many casinos are you banned from? On the other hand, how, like, I'm trying to figure out if, if his threat is, like, he's at the table getting his ass beat, and he's, like, going, fucking bomb this place. This is bullshit. Oh, but wait, continue on, and it'll explain it all. It's not that way, though. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Specifically... That they, quote, will be destroyed effective immediately. 
But before you say that sounds like overkill, let's talk about what led up to this eventual arrest. On July 5th, Kenny Strauss was playing in the World Series of Poker at Rio. During this time, Strauss bought, Strauss bought, lost, lost a, I, okay. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm I just know, trying I to know. help. I can do it. <laughs> uh, Strauss lost a bet that required him to pull down his pants and expose himself. Looking to complete all the tasks governing his side of the bet, Strauss then went on to Luxor, found an empty craps table, jumped on it, and again, dropped his pants exposing himself. He was arrested and brought to a psychiatric hospital. <laughs> Strauss was allowed to leave 10 days later, and on July 15th, checked into the Red Rock. He was kicked out of Red Rock after allegedly attempting to lure an eight-year-old boy from the pool area. Strauss claims he thought he recognized the boy from where he lived in Pittsburgh and was just giving the boy his room number at Red Rock so he could give it to his family to come visit. Come on, who doesn't do that? Come on, I knew the kid. I swear I knew the kid. Did you see his parents around? Well, no, I didn't. Well, I like like that he doesn't know the kid. It's like, I thought I, like, he was already busted that far. Oh, I thought I knew the kid. And I'm not going to take him to security. I'm going to take him to my hotel room. Right? Well, he was already in a safe place, which was in the pool area, where presumably there was somebody watching over him. Well, Red Rock wasn't having any of that and had him removed for trespassing. So he went to Venetian to stay from July 25th to the 27th. On the 25th, he was again taken into custody by security at Aria for trespassing. So was that like a carryover from the Luxor thing, like all of the, the MGM properties and banned him, I'm guessing? <laughs> I'm guessing. It's, okay. yeah, I mean, that would make sense, right? <laughs> we did go to Venetian, and on July 27th, staff at the Venetian called police about a suicidal person who wouldn't come out of their room tweeting, quote, shootings are taking place all over Las Vegas, Please leave me alone at Venetian. I have no place to go currently. Those don't seem like two things that go together. No, no, they don't. <laughs> this was the same tweet that he threatened to destroy all the casinos with abandon. While police were en route, security footage shows Strauss leaving the Venetian, getting into a taxi, and around 2.40 p.m. would take him to Trump Hotel where he checked in. I mean, at least he's smart enough to know not to go to another MGM. He hasn't yeah. tried Caesar I mean, yet. Well, and again, for the listeners at home, we're up to July 27th, but he was at the Rio at the World Series of Poker on July 5th. So we're now three full weeks later. We well, got to remember. 22 days later. You got to remember, 10 days of that, he was in the psych ward. So, oh, that's true. That's right. right. He had to take a break. <laughs> he, oh, man. Who doesn't need to detox after being in Vegas for a while? Well, and the World Series of Poker, I mean, that's stressful. So, you know, he needed a little little break. Sweaty. That's right. He's, he's just yeah, spending 10 and, days at the spa. Well, I mean, and after. Checking out rooms all over. Mental and physical health, Karen. I was going to say, and after, like, being in a room with all those sweaty poker players, I'm sure he was happy to have a room by himself, padded or not. Yeah. Police found Strauss staying at Trump at 4 p.m., and arrested him on one count of making threats of conveying false information concerning acts of terrorism. Strauss claimed his comments were taken out of context, and he was only trying to warn his friends about shootings and other natural causes. Wait, 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 wait. Shootings are a natural cause? I don't know. Okay. When police requested to see Strauss's phone, 
He agreed, but began deleting messages and previous tweets before hitting it over. <laughs> Police say Strauss showed several signs of schizophrenia, talking to himself, and repeatedly saying, kill them all. <laughs> this guy is a piece of work. And it's so crazy. Like, this isn't like anything was wrong in the system, other than they didn't have anyone to hand him off to, which isn't the system's fault if there's no one to fucking hand him off to. Well, no, once he's Ten released. days, he's got to go. Because yeah. I think that's... And I don't know for sure. I think that that's like an involuntary. Yeah, it's the longest they can hold you hold involuntarily. You, yeah. Right. And then if they can't prove you're fucking crazy, then right. they'll shit. Yep. So he got his act cleaned up and let him out. And hey, the crazy came back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this was all kinds of crazy. I mean, number one, public nudity, which really isn't that crazy. But the fact that yeah. if he lost the bet to expose himself and he chose to go to a different casino, jump up on a craps table and then drop his pants? Like, it seems like you could have stood up anywhere because, you know, just dropped your pants and been like, yeah. all right, I lost a bet, I lost a bet. I mean, you know, in, 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 one, in one argument, I would say maybe he was so drunk that he did it the first time and then forgot yep. he did it and then did it yep. again. On the other hand... Oh, so he did it at the World Series of Poker? No, he did it in one casino and then he went over to Luxor and did it again. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't say which where he, where he did his yeah, initial Yeah, I don't remember where the first one drop. was. Okay. But I, I assumed it was at Rio. I, frankly, I assumed it was at the table. Like, I don't. That actually would make I sense. I would have thought so, yeah. Especially when you consider somebody said it was a side bet or something. So maybe he yeah. got, like, kicked out of the World Series of Poker for exposing himself and then mm -hmm. went to Luxor drunk and pissed uh, off and did it again. That's Maybe, yeah. But then, yeah, I, but It then, still sounds very crystal meth-like to me. Well, oh, my God, 100%. But, <laughs> but the, the crazy thing is then he flips from public nudity... Or public indecency, or whatever it is, to trying to lure a kid. I know that. And another that's one. The twist that you didn't expect in that story. No. That's the twist. We're like, holy shit, that's the same fucking guy. Well, and then, okay, so then it, okay, so he's already in public public nudity. Then you go to, you know, trying to adopt a kid that isn't yours, which isn't a good thing. And then it goes to making I thought, terrorists. I thought it was somebody else. <laughs> but, but no, then it goes to making terrorist threats and locking yourself in a room, tweeting out shootings happening all over Vegas. What the fuck are you? Like, this is full-blown hallucinations. Police. Well, no, that I was... got no place else to go. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> and it wasn't Luxor and Miss Venetian, but still. <laughs> Well, and it's the thing, at least he was smart enough to know, okay, well, I shouldn't go back. I, I can't go stay at another MGM property. Right. And so Red Rock's out. So, oh, hey, Venetian, I haven't See, done that oh, one yet. Oh, you know what's funny? That, to me, is the definition of premeditation right, right there. Because this is somebody who knew well enough to go, well, I know I can't go there because I've already gotten in trouble twice. Right. Although he did go back to Aria then and got kicked out of there while he was still staying at Venetian, which is not very bright. Yeah. But who remembers that Ari is part of MGM because it's so fucking far away. Nobody knows. Exactly. I know, right? Thinks about Isn't that. that place on the other side of I-15? But yeah, this is like a, a progression of a downward spiral. Really? Like you're yeah. like the, just the way you have it laid out here. This is like watching somebody just completely yeah, lose their mind. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, and it's sad because quite honestly, I think that that's and I don't I'm I swear to God, I'm, I'm not trying to get political. I'm, I merely want to say it does seem like so many of these shootings that we experienced today are just because of mental illness. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, people it's, not it's heartbreaking. The, this, people not getting what they need. Yeah, exactly. This guy needs some, some help and some treatment. And I, and there's a part of me that wonders if maybe he went off his meds while he was. That's exactly what it sounds like. Oh yeah. 
You know, yeah. he just he was he's because if the guys at the and and I I'm taking liberties with my pontification here, but if this guy's at the World Series of Poker, if I, I assume he's probably paying for a room yep. at Red Rock, at Venetian, well, you'd have at to. you know all these places, or yeah. getting comps for him. Well, oh, fair enough, but. If either way, whether he's being comped because he's he's a big enough player or he can afford to rent these rooms, the guy in his day-to-day life probably has his shit together and probably is able to afford to stay at these sort of places or can afford the the gambling to necessitate. That's what made me think of Matt because it was so well, different from like this guy plays in the world. So, Poker. but to Tony's point, my bet is. He didn't have a reservation at Red Rock. He went there and and got a room. He didn't have a reservation at Venetian. He went there and got a room. He definitely didn't have a reservation at Trump. So this guy has enough money that, number one... One of the two. Right, money or clout, one of the two. And he can be out here for... Okay, so if you figure if he was in the World Series Poker in the fifth... period of time that he's been gone. I mean, you're talking at least three to four weeks. So it sounds like professional gambler, right? Probably, I don't know, either maybe that, I don't know, or a teacher because it's during the summer. Who knows? <laughs> Which would hey, explain the kids, right? <laughs> right. It all makes sense. I feel bad People for him. That's why he was children. he was trying to lure the kid. That was the first sign that his rage was yeah, coming to the forefront. Exactly. Yep. Just, yep. <laughs> that kid oh. was going to die. <laughs> Is it too soon to ask if he was a priest? <laughs> no. Right, so, um, we should probably move on. We should move on. Moonshot.com is the place where you can get your favorite vintage Vegas shirts. Incredibly comfortable to wear, available in male and female cuts, multiple colors and sizes, reasonably priced, and cool as hell. Options include this week's featured property, the Dunes. When it opened in 1955, the Arabian Nights-themed resort became the 10th hotel casino on the Las Vegas Strip. For a marquee, they chose to use a 35-foot-tall fiberglass Sultan. Standing astride with hands on hips, the Sultan was installed on top of the main entrance just off of the Porker Shore. A car headlight, cut to look like an oversized diamond, was placed in the Sultan's turban and would light up and sparkle at night. Designed by Kermit Hawkins, the man who would go on to design Vegas Vic and the Silver Slipper, was considered one of the great electrical displays of the time. You can get this and dozens of other vintage Vegas shirts starting at just $27. Use the promo code 360Vegas, no spaces, and save 15% off your order. Just go to moonshot.com, that's M-0-0-N-S-H-O-T.com, or just go to our blog, 360vegaspodcast.com, and click on the banner ad for moonshot.com. Why are there uh, no more peep shows? So the last remaining peep show has closed to make way for a marijuana dispensary. Show, I didn't even know about this until it was closed. I mean, I knew about it, but I didn't know what it was. Showgirl video on Las Vegas Boulevard, just north of the Pawn Stars Pawn Shop, has been open for nearly four decades. In 1992, Las Vegas banned sexually oriented business along the Strip. However, Showgirl video was grandfathered in. It is believed to be the last place in the city where dancers perform behind a window that open when a customer pays, you know, puts a dollar into the machine or whatever the hell it costs for that. Last place I did that. So here's weird. Here's the weird thing about me. I know how insanely gross that is, but I've seen it in movies and it looks cool. And I want to say that I've done it once. So I'll just wear shitty shoes when I go, shitty clothes that I don't care about destroying. But I would have totally done that if you know what it is. 
right next to that place where I was getting, um, it, before I found out about Spinetti's. Yeah. When I was getting, it, right there. Right, Walked where right we got past, the other yep. chips and stuff, yeah. I just thought it was so, a shitty old strip club. I'm like, wow, good for them. So I find this interesting that Vegas banned sexually oriented, oriented businesses. On the strip. On the strip. Is that why that strip club, the uh, OG, the no, Olympic Gardens? No, I believe Gardens? it was grandfathered in two. Oh, okay. So that's not why that one's closed. Interesting. The only thing I know about peep shows is what I assume is in the first, like, 10 minutes of Ocean's Eleven, where Brad Pitt's character is teaching all the celebrities how to play yeah. poker in the background, and then he comes out on a break. And those people are dancing in windows. Right, right. right. See, but that's cool. It will look nothing like that, and it'll be a horribly <laughs> right. scarring nightmare, but I'll have a version of it. <laughs> so right. That's how I think in my head I look. When so I, they, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, and again, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around the whole peep show thing. So literally they're sitting there. They put a dollar in. A screen raises. The window doesn't open, so they still can't touch the person on the right, other side. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But... A screen raises right so off they the can bat. We don't trust the you. Well, there are strip clubs where you can touch these women, and they trust them to not do that. We right off the bat don't trust you. <laughs> well, and then I'm like, God, what the hell is the woman doing? That it, it oh, ugh. I know, right? Yuck, right? Yuck. That's what I mean. It's like, oh my god, I have to see that so I can be like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> What just happened? We really would have freaked him out if we would have gone in together. Say, no, 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 I'm just going to sit on his lap the whole time. Don't worry. Trust us. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not sitting on the chair or, you know, touching that floor as much, if I have to. But, you know. <laughs> he officered a gentleman's you through the entire place. <laughs> Hold on, honey. Let me hang on to you there and just carry you through. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Tell me about Debbie Reynolds' drive. In the wake of negative feedback regarding the proposal to rename Debbie Reynolds Drive to Majestic Plaza Place, the name of the property being built, an $850 million project on the site, formerly home to Debbie Reynolds Casino, Clark County Commissioner announced that they are working with her son to find a better street worthy of her name, and reassured that if they are unable to find one, the name of the road between Las Vegas Convention and Desert Inn Road will remain Debbie Reynolds Drive. Debbie Reynolds Drive was formerly known as Mill Avenue. The 1,000-foot-long road was renamed Debbie Reynolds Drive in 1996, three years after she opened her casino in 1983, and one year before it would declare bankruptcy. Did you ever have the opportunity to get into the Greek Isles before it got... When it was Greek Isles, I got into it. Nice, nice. It was one of those things... uh, So I was there... (laughs) I'm kind of embarrassed to admit this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna admit this. I think I was there three times mm-hmm. while it was Greek Isles. I, I, I'm not surprised time, because it feels like a, like a VFW is what it felt like. <laughs> well, and and so that was it. The first time I went, it was because my then girlfriend and I we went out there and we did the haunted Las Vegas tour. That's where it originated from. Mm. The second time I went out there, it was to take Jason through it so he could check it out and then the third time it was for me to take my wife out there and it was one of those things where I, I needed them to walk through an experience because I said to them this casino is what this? Rem- <laughs> <laughs> right like is this this place looks like one of those sad dark off the strip like um I, you know I never made it into the western while it was still open but I assume that's what it would be like just it's a sad sort of place right. with very sad 
cocktail servers and very sad employees and even more sad patrons being there. That's just that <laughs> right. feeling I always got. It's true. You hear everybody hurts just playing in the background all the time. <laughs> you can karaoke to one song, right. one song. That's it. That's it. That's all you got a chance It's for. a new version of hell. <laughs> right. Or anything by Alanis Morissette while she was still sad. <laughs> I'm just saying. She came out with a CD in like 2002. I'm like, this is upbeat. Who said you could be happy? I know, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I delighted in your pain. Exactly. So, anyway, yeah, I, 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 I think that's nice that they want to honor Debbie Robbins. Yeah. Last, and this is kind of cool. I, I like this. And, and Michigan is is a part of this, so um, I, I look forward to talking about this. Let's talk about banks for weed. The House of Representatives passed a bill this week that would grant legal marijuana businesses access to banking services. Woo-hoo. Despite 33 states legalizing cannabis in one form or another. Since it is still illegal at the federal level and banks are federally regulated, legal dispensaries have had to handle all business in cash, and it sucks. Next, the bill moves on to the Senate, where the bill's prospects are unclear. Opponents say the bill will only hasten the growth of the industry. Billions of dollars say, yeah, that's kind of the point. Right. (laughs) So here's what's going on, and and I only know about it from my little world, but the, the Attorney General of Michigan, as well as 32 other states, are saying to the federal government, listen, we got a real problem here, because you know, even outside of our control, meaning, you know, state government's control, the people of our state, and again, I'm speaking about Michigan specifically in this scenario, have legalized this. They've said to us, we must, as a state, start allowing the sale and consumption and use of in uh, possession of marijuana. So you've got all of these businesses then yep. that are that are opening up because this is now a you know we this is it's no different than buying uh, screws and nails and hammers yep. from Home Depot. But the people that are running this shit, they're scared for their lives because they know they're dealing with tens of thousands of dollars in cash that you can't you can't it, even deposit in exactly a bank. Exactly right. Yep. Exactly right, yep. and so why they got so much security? Geez. That's very, they have very polite security at all of these places. But that at least they do. they do. At least they do out here. Yeah, <laughs> the rest of them. You know, that's that's a scary prospect to deal with. Right. Where you where what do you do? So you close your doors at 9 p.m. Yep. You've had a very robust day, and you're walking suitcases filled with you know tens of thousands of dollars out and that you've no place to put it nothing you can do with it that is problematic if for no other reason then as a um as, as a business owner you've got all this cash if you if you have ten thousand dollars in cash on you what is the logical thing that a police officer is going to assume you must be dealing drugs which, which you are <laughs> You but are, legal but ones, legal. yeah, right. right. And it's you know, and this is this is this is a this is a real problem that the federal government needs to. And there has been some, and I'm sorry, guys, that I'm taking this off. Oh, off this no, no, but I, like this you guys is good. are probably able to relate to this in Nevada as well. At least in Michigan, we've bandied about the idea of starting our own state-run banks to be able to allow these oh. businesses to make this deposit. Holy but shit, that's brilliant! Well, yeah. Hang on though. Under the United States Constitution, 
banking is solely reserved to the federal government. So then what the states are saying is, okay. Bitcoin. (laughs) Federal Indian land tribe. Let's, what if you guys started your own banking? So you've got the first bank of Chippewas. Awesome. Exactly. So uh, this is this is stupid. This is silly, and this is something that it is silly. Um, the they just need the to. Unions, well, no, federally, federally, they just need to make it legal federally and get it done and over. I, I you have more than we're, half of the we're states. We're and Han, and do, just go, go. They're like, trying to find like the these band aid fixes or or these complex solutions to the problem when there's a really easy one. Right. Yeah. And the other thing too, you know, there's a huge issue with this being an all cash business, and especially. I don't know if they have this in Michigan, but they actually have marijuana delivery services. And the problem is, because they're cash, the drivers have been getting robbed and, like, beat up and robbed, not only for whatever money they might have, but for whatever product they have. And that's becoming a I mean, normally there's a lot of people around when you're buying weed. This guy's delivering just him. There isn't security riding with him or anything. And unless they already know the area and say, no, I'm not going to deliver there or, yes, I will here... I mean, it's becoming an issue. Now, if, if you're paying with credit cards, you could do all of that. All that shit. You know, behind the scenes. And, okay, yep. you still run the risk of the fact that, yes, you're you're delivering marijuana, but it's, it's uh, yeah. not much now, different Now it's been than, reduced to a pizza delivery guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's... Make it a cashless system. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yep. Absolutely. Well, uh, I think that's going to do it for the news. Let's move into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up... Former porn star Jenny Lee was found living homeless in a tunnel under the Vegas Strip by a Dutch TV crew interviewing homeless people who live in the city's storm drains. Jenny, whose real name is Stephanie, was found emaciated. I think it's, sorry, emaciated. emaciated. I mean, she may have been emaciated (laughs) decades and decades ago. Her parents are like, fine, you know what? Not here on your own. Exactly. This is what you get. No, she was emaciated. She was filthy. She was missing teeth, and she was picking at her fingers. She joked she was apparently a little too successful in the industry considering her current living situation. This is, I think this is, and listen, I don't don't really care about the the porn industry one way or the other, but I think this is definitely one of the extreme down sides or dark sides of the porn industry that you don't see these these girls that are probably making hand over fist of money right. in their early 20s unfortunately they wind up picking up some sort of drug habit yep and and this is what winds well, up happening to them not that i want it to happen to anybody porn star or otherwise but it's just it's it's but a i agree with you it's one of the reasons why I, there's been legislation lately or they've been fighting around here about um the the um, safety of sex workers because of the way that wh- where it's illegal it's happening anyway and now it's cash business and they're getting beat up and there's pimps and it's a whole thing they're like just fucking legalize it well just do it and it's, I don't it's, it's their body it's fucking if they want to sell it go for it I, I think I would disagree with Tony's point that you know she made a boatload of money when she was younger I don't think she did I think she made a little bit <laughs> she found the but, drug habit first <laughs> well no I think she did find the drug habit but I think what a lot of those studios do is they pay their actresses like they'll, they'll pay for them to get made up and go out and do appearances so they don't necessarily get paid a lot of money for doing the films but they oh right they, this, it's the whole supported. rock star conundrum well no they're, like, they're supported you guys put millions of dollars like it's expensive for all this shit to hire all these guys yeah they're, they're supported by the 
you know, the porn producers right. and go out to do appearances, which generates more interest, but they don't actually get paid that much. So then once they're now done, what little they might have get paid, there's no way they saved it, and they picked up a drug ha- habit. Right, right. So, sure. Sorry, that was a whole awful lot for that one. I know, right? We're very dark. It's I mean, good. we're talking about Feels mental good. illnesses, <laughs> talking about drug addictions, but... But always with yeah. a little smile at the end. <laughs> exactly. This, this one's messed up. How, how did I get this one? All right. A 60-year-old FedEx driver was killed when he saw a 93 Corvette on fire. I don't know why the year is important. Yeah, I don't know why either, other than it's Corvette, and I assume Corvette people are like, well, you're... Yeah. Well, that's fair enough. <laughs> not the 93. God, not the 93. <laughs> Somehow I doubt anything made in the 90s was like one of the banner years. Look at the Mustang. It was a disaster. <laughs> the hatchback Mustang. <laughs> so oh, he, he saw a Corvette on fire. He pulled over and jumped out of his truck with a fire extinguisher. While he was crossing Las Vegas Boulevard, he was hit by a cement mix- mixer. <laughs> See, this... <laughs> the, it, <laughs> If I if I believed in a god, this would ironically be a sign that there is no god, or at least that you should never do anything to help anyone good else? for anyone ever, or you'll literally get hit with a fucking cement mixer. <laughs> I mean, I remember when this story came out, and you're just like, seriously, like it, he's trying to help, and he right? just got wham. Yeah, that further supports that there's no god. Oh. Access to premium content is available at patreon.com slash 360vegas. A monthly subscription will give you access to the enhanced version of the podcast, often with bonus content, exclusive podcasts like 360 Vintage Vegas, 360 Origins, 360 Vegas Movies, insider information on all things 360 Vegas, 360 Vegas Vacation, and early access to everything. To subscribe, simply go to patreon.com slash 360vegas. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Or you can find a link to Patreon on our blog, 360VegasPodcast.com. Two more water features have been closed for renovation. The fountain outside of the V Theater at Planet Hollywood has been removed, and the atrium waterfall in the Palazzo entrance into the Grand Canal shops is closed for renovations. No word what the plans are for these spaces. Eater Vegas is reporting that once the pedestrian bridge being built right out front of Park MGM is complete, which is expected by the end of September, Italy will add street carts to the resort's outdoor plaza along with some new landscaping. Yeah, don't care. Suck it, Italy. <laughs> so are you wondering just how bad things are at Park MGM? Vital Vegas shared this week that the property is considering a move to a, quote, non-smoking resort. If your numbers are that bad in Vegas that you can consider... You got nothing to lose. Yeah, fuck it. That's how fucking bad it is when they're like, it can't get fucking worse. That would be my thought. That's such a bummer because that property isn't that bad. Italy is probably the worst part of that property, to be honest with you. But you've got to get through a whole lot of awful... Like to easy even get access into to it. it. Yeah. Maybe that's what they need to do. Okay, you got your Italy thing. You know what you need to do? This other corner, make that a fucking entrance that just lets me into, into the, place. the casino. Yeah. Please. I, so I've got a lot of thoughts on this. Thought number Ooh. one, uh, and, and I don't know where to start. Um, okay, I, I have a bunch of just rapid questions. Number one, did we report on here that they've got a video poker bar, uh, uh, like a high end? bar that has video poker that they don't comp the drinks at is that 
Is that a thing? The, it used to be. They're not doing it anymore. You are okay, right. Good. You did report it before. They're, they're not doing okay. it anymore. But they're back to comping the cocktails yes. there? Yep. Good. Okay. What about just building forward the casino right up to the strip? I, I'm you know, with make you. it right to the sidewalk like, like Flamingo in Link. Oh, that'd be so great. Would be. I mean, get people to have no choice but, hey, it's right here. It's hot as hell in the summertime. Let's walk in right here, and boom, you're in a casino. That'd be awesome. Second of all, or third of all, do you think, and I'm, I, I feel this is maybe a loaded question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you think it would help Park MGM if they were to undertake some sort of a theming? Uh, I mean, you'd have to have a pretty sweet-ass theme, and the problem is, is, well, I mean, when you consider, when you look at, at uh, like, Paris and some of the other ones, like, their hotel tower has nothing to do with their theme. So I suppose you could, but why would you? They did theme. They're a park. <laughs> it doesn't That's look right. like a park. I don't feel like a park. Okay. I mean, fine. It's just, I, I didn't know if, if, I think that the first thing they should do is consider extending it out to the sidewalk. I think that's more successful, but make it a theme. I mean, even in 2019, I still think there's great value to these casinos having some sort of feel to them. And if you walk into Park MGM and it's, I mean, I don't, I don't give a shit what it is, theme it whatever you want, but do have something, make it something that makes people want to walk in and be like, ooh, for a hot second, I actually felt like I was walking the streets of fill in the blank. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you do it right, it's awesome, but I just, I, I don't know if anybody's got that level of vision anymore, or or there's any real proof that it warrants Can, investment. But the, considering the money they just spent on it, they're not going to do anything else with it. They're, they're like, digging in their heels and... and you know, this this is what it is. And you want to know why it's so empty here? Because because it's a choice, man. <laughs> it's non-smoking, man. We don't care. We don't care that there's three people here, but like, pretty sure you're gonna care. <laughs> yeah. This optimism's not gonna last. Gwen Stefani announced the final dates of her residency at Planet Hollywood will be February 7th through May 16th. Also, it was announced that Christina Aguilera is extending her residency at Planet Hollywood. Dates range from December, February, and March. Hmm. <laughs> Whisk. <laughs> I know, I got, I got. No. It's, it's good. I, I didn't think she did March. <laughs> I mean, I saw December and February in her. I just didn't think she had March in her. Oh, I think she's had a lot in her. <laughs> so I don't... <laughs> Thank you, Tony. I was waiting for that one. Whiskey Liquor Up, which is a revolving bar, is now open, or at least it's in previews. It's rotating now, and people appear to be inside of it. We should name it the Aguilera Up. Uh, The opening of Whiskey Liquor Up completes the branding word, which is the play on of the Whiskey Liquor Up and Down Bar. Classy. I like it. (laughs) I'm not classy. I don't care. Plaza unveiled their 120 newly remodeled rooms, quote, luxe suites, from the 16th to the 20th floor this week. Interestingly enough, the article reporting this spent more time talking about the Goodmans, who were in attendance, rather than the remodeled rooms. <laughs> Count the lines out. Yeah, I know. That's any, Anytime the Goodmans show up around right. here, they're, they're top news. Those of you who had Club Cheetahs on your bucket list can strike through on that one because the strip pub, the strip club made popular by the movie Showgirls is now closed. 
What's up with all these strip clubs closing? My guess, I know. my guess is real estate is fucking going nuts because of uh, the Raiders coming. And no, people like fucking sold. You gotta remember, Cheetahs has been up for sale for a oh, while. That's, I know. I keep forgetting that things. And when it I hasn't hear, been sold. When I hear it's for sale, I'm like, so somebody's. I mean, clearly gonna buy it. Like any minute, I'm like no, no, no one's nope. buying these. Nope. <laughs> nope. This one says it's closing. No. Close. Mike Tyson recently did a tour of various cannabis dispensaries in Vegas, promoting his brand of cannabis product known as the Tyson Ranch. This tour was to promote the expansion of the line after the end of the six-month exclusive contract Planet 13 had with the brand. You know, it's funny. I got a... Did you get a sample? For, for, my, for my weed loyalty club, they sent me a thing about going to this thing where Mike Tyson would be there. It was just before 360 Vegas Vacation right. 9. And I looked at it, and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I might actually do this. <laughs> like, I might go, just be like going, I was in a fucking weed shop with Mike Tyson. Like, I, like that's a story. That's a real story. I would have one of those stories that start off that are like crazy like that. Like, check this out. This one time I'm in a weed store with Mike Tyson. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. I was totally there with Mike Tyson. Rapper Fetty Wap. Wapo Fetty Wap? Sorry, no, no more fun. Oh, right. Rapper Fetty Wap was arrested at the Mirage after allegedly punching three employees of the hotel casino. The issue occurred after the rapper and valet got into an argument. Which is how to pronounce his name. Right, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Don't you know who I am? It's just wild you, that you punch three people. Like, like you don't just freak out at one guy. Like, I'm, I'm, all you motherfuckers are going well, no, down. No, so he, he punched the one, and then the other two come over to help, and he just whap, whap. <laughs> That's what he said. You just killed two I was only going to hit this guy, but I mean, you came over and you you're came already at me. over here. Come at me, bro. <laughs> they all lined up like they were the three stooges. And I went, <laughs> straight across. <laughs> what was I going to do? What's a lifetime chance? They begged for it. <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race is setting up residency at Flamingo in early 2020. It's unclear if RuPaul herself will make any cameos, but the show will feature a rotating cast of seven queens from the show. I didn't realize that show was popular enough that they oh could my spin God. off queens. Yeah, it's been, it's on like it's, I don't know, I don't you know. know. I, mean, I just don't watch TV. I, I'm not knocking it. It's in its teens. Get out of seasons. here. Seasons, yeah. Huh. Good for you, RuPaul. <laughs> now, all right. David Lee Roth lights the menorah. Announced ah. a new residency at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay in 2020. Following the popular formula of resident performances on Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, Roth's run will begin January 8th through the 11th, as well as March 18th through the 28th. Tickets start in an unknown amount. All I have to say is ew. I just think ew. Well, and then I think about what are you going to do solo? Like, you have less things that you can do than you can do if you just went with Van Halen. Now, on the other hand, anyone who is even a, a, a mildly excessive, maybe? I don't know. You, you're, you're a bigger fan of Van Halen. You know that it's very possible that Eddie and Alex could have been like, we're not fucking doing a Vegas residency. They're like, fine, I'm fucking doing one. Fine. Probably. Well, that's going to do it for episode number 314. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. Get premium and sometimes exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas. 
and get 360 Vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else that we can slap a logo on, well, that's at Zazzle.com slash 360Vegas. If you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. And if you aren't sure how to record audio with your smartphone and email it to the show, we have instructions on how to do that as well. It's on the blog's main page. Tony, where can poke... Tony, where can folks find you? I'll tell people where they can poke. (laughs) (laughs) Until then, just look for me on Twitter. I'm at 360VegasTony. Karen. I'm at Karen Mark. He just told you where you can find me, so until next time. (laughs) 